Welcome back to Time with God, a podcast put on by Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan. Happy Wednesday, February 12th, 2020. Today we continue our walk through scripture as we take a look at Genesis chapter 12 and 13. As always, stick through the reading of the scripture and and listen to some of the discussion that takes place uh, about some of the interesting notes that, that happen in this section, uh, how they affect us uh, today, and also um, really how it affects the rest of scripture as well. Chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country and away from your relatives and from your father's house and go to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse anyone who dishonors you. All of the families of the earth will be blessed in you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took Sarai, his wife, Lot, his brother's son, and all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to travel to the land of Canaan. Eventually they arrived in the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land until he came to the Oak of Morah at the place called Shechem. The Canaanites were in the land at that time. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. Abram built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. He moved on from there to the hill country east of Bethel and pitched his tent there, with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Abram pulled out from there and kept traveling toward the Negev. There was a famine in the land. So Abram went down into Egypt to stay there for a while, because the famine was severe in the land. As he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, Look, I know that you are a beautiful woman. It might happen that when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Then they will kill me, but they will keep you alive. Please say that you are my sister, so that it will go well for me because of you, and that my life may be preserved on account of you. So it happened that when Abram arrived in Egypt, the Egyptians did see that the woman was very beautiful. Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. Abram received sheep, cattle, male donkeys, male servants, female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord struck Pharaoh and his house with severe diseases because of Sarai. Abram's wife. Pharaoh summoned Abram and said, What is this that you have done to me? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? So that I took her to be my wife. Here's your wife. Take her and go. Pharaoh gave his men orders concerning him. So they sent him on his way with his wife and all that he had. Chapter 13, Abram went up out of, the Nege- out of Egypt into the Negev. He went with his wife and with all that he had and with Lot too. Abram was very wealthy in livestock, in silver and in gold. He went on his journeys from the Negev to Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. He went to the site of the altar that he had made earlier 
There Abram proclaimed the name of the Lord. Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks, herds, and tents. The land was not able to support them if they lived close together because their possessions were so great that they could not live together. There was conflict between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites lived in the land at that time. Abram said to Lot, Please, because we are close relatives, let there be no conflict between me and you and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen. Doesn't the whole land lie before you? Please separate yourself from me. If you go to the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. Lot looked up and saw the whole region around the Jordan River as you come to Zoar. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, it was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. So Lot chose the region around the Jordan for himself. Lot hid it out toward the east, and they separated from each other. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, and Lot moved among the cities of the region around the Jordan and moved his tent close to Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were extremely wicked sinners against the Lord. After Lot was separated from him, the Lord said to Abram, Now lift up your eyes and look around from the place where you are. Look north and south, east and west, because all the land that you see I will give to you and your descendants permanently. I will make your descendants like the dust of the earth, so that if a man could count the dust of the earth, then your descendants could also be counted. Get up, walk through the length and breadth of the land, because I will give it to you. Abram moved his tent and went to live by the oaks of Mamre, which are at Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. Some very interesting notes in this section to, to kind of consider. Beginning of chapter 12, we have what many English translations put the heading of this section as the call of Abram. And when you consider it, it's God telling Abram, get up and leave. I'm not going to tell you where you, you're going, but just trust me. Get up and go. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. God comes to you, tells you, pack up all your stuff in your house or your apartment or, or whatever, and take it with you, and go to the place that I will tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I'll show you it. Just trust me and do it. I think that'd be tough for a lot of us to do, wouldn't it? Leave what you know. Leave what's comfortable for you. And go someplace that I am going to show you. Not tell you, but I'm going to show you. You need to trust me. And you have all those promises that God gives to, to Abram, right? I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. All the families of the earth will be blessed in you. How is that going to happen? Well, we have the benefit of having the whole of Scripture revealed to us, both Old and New Testament. We know that the line of the Savior comes through Abram and his family. It's because of that that the whole world would be blessed. 
They weren't going to be blessed because he was rich or wealthy or had a lot of stuff. But they were going to be blessed because the line of the Savior would come through Abram. That's another reason why it was difficult for Abram to get up and go. He had a lot of stuff. We, we read uh, in this section of Scripture that he had a lot of stuff, that he was very wealthy in livestock and gold and silver and so on. This was going to be quite an operation to get up and move. But he does. He trusts in what the Lord says, and he goes and does it. At the end of chapter 12, the last section of chapter 12, you, you hear some interesting, an interesting thing that, that Abram did. Basically telling Sarai to have a little white lie. Don't say that you're my wife, otherwise they might kill me. Instead, do this. Say that you're my sister. He was looking at the what might happen. And in his mind, he was picking the lesser of two evils. And so he told this little white lie, or he told Sarai to tell this little white lie. But a lie is still a lie is still a lie. It was sinful. But yet, God works through that sin. God works through that poor choice to bring blessing to Abram. I think it's interesting to note that because as we know in Romans, and, and it's going to take a while for us to get there, but God works out all things for the good of those who love him. It's a promise that he made. And even when things are bad, He will turn them out for our spiritual good. Chapter 13, you see the uh, that Abram and Lot need to separate from each other. Uh, they're too close to each other where they settled. They have too much stuff. The herdsmen from Abram and the herdsmen from Lot are starting to argue with each other. And Abram says, we're family. This can't be. We need to find a solution to this. So his solution is, Lot, pick the land that you want, and I'll go the opposite way. And Lot does. He looks around, and he picks the land that is most pleasing to the eye. The land that will serve his livestock and his stuff the best. But we also get a little foreshadowing here. When we look at what uh, Scripture says there, in verse 13 it says, Now the men of Sodom were extremely wicked sinners against the Lord. We're told that Lot settled near the city of Sodom. And if we know what's coming, this is foreshadowing. And it's already foreshadowing to us that just because something might look best, on the outward appearance, for us and our stuff, doesn't necessarily mean that that's true. And as we continue our walk through Scripture, that becomes blatantly obvious to Lot. As the wickedness surrounds him and envelops them, 
as a family. To the point of needing rescue from a, such a wicked place. We'll talk about that further in a future episode. Towards the end of chapter 13, we get some another uh, version of the promise to Abram. God is saying to him, if you could count the grains of sand on the seashore, that's how many descendants you had, you would have. Obviously, no one can do that. So God is pointing him to the idea that you will have countless descendants. Ties in with that blessing that he gave in chapter 12. That all people will be blessed through you. You know, Abram has to hear that promise of, of his descendants being like the grains of sand on the seashore. And he's got to have a tinge of doubt in his mind. Because Sarai is still barren. We read that uh, yesterday in yesterday's episode. She's still barren. She doesn't have any children. They don't have children. How are his de descendants going to be as numerous as the grains of sand on the seashore? There has to be a tinge of doubt. And, and we know that there's a tinge of doubt when Abram, in a future um, episode here on, on the podcast Time with God, when we get to that point in Scripture, we see that Abram tries to take the fulfillment of this promise into his hand. But once again, remember, Genesis is kind of like a very long narrative, and, and this is setting up what's going to happen uh, in the future chapters. But living as children of God today, you and I and all the children of God are living, breathing fulfillments of the promise that God gave to Abram. And I often wondered uh, in this section as, as I'm reading this, how much in awe Abram would, be, would have been if he could have just seen that, seen into the future, seen into the year 2020. And seeing all the believers that were from after him, his son Isaac and his grandsons, to the point of today, February 12th, 2020. How in awe would he have been? How in awe would you and I be if we could see all the believers from that time? truly amazing to think of the breadth and depth of the promise of God here. We hope that you enjoyed time with God today on February 12th, 2020. If you wish to learn any more about Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan, we certainly invite you to visit our website, www.trinitybangor.org. Uh, there you will see information about what we believe and also ways to contact us if you are interested. As always, certainly wish you God's richest blessings 
on your day. And we hope that you will join us tomorrow as we continue to walk with God in his word and pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to bless our reading and discussion of that word that he may grow and strengthen our faith. God's blessings. See you tomorrow.